So here's the question. How can e-commerce leaders make sure that they are producing a great product, providing a world-class customer experience, responsibly managing their finances, and still reserve time, energy, and resources for marketing their products? My name is James Sowers, and you're listening to the E-Commerce Insights Show, the podcast that gives you specific, actionable advice for growing your e-commerce business. Every Monday, you'll get a conversion rate optimization tactic that you can implement quickly to make your business 1% better every single week. Every Thursday, we sit down with industry experts to go deep on a specific aspect of running a successful e-commerce business. It's the perfect blend of learning and application, which means that you maximize the value of every single minute you spend with us. We're just as committed to growing your business as you are. So if you're looking for a partner to help you crush your revenue goals, you've come to the right place. Roll up your sleeves and grab a notepad because it's time to get to work. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, James Sowers. And today I'm joined by Mr. Ben Parr from Octane AI. Ben, we like to kick things off with a, a brief intro, just kind of like who you are, what you're doing at Octane AI, and maybe a project that's got you excited that you're working on right now. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm the president and co-founder of Octane AI. I have been told not to tell you all the other things I've done. You can just Google all that. And maybe just like the super quick on Octane AI is we power the on-site and off-site personalization for thousands of e-commerce brands, primarily using uh, our shop quiz to learn about customers and their preferences, recommend the products they're actually looking for in the same way that they are shopping in retail where there's someone guiding them to purchase and giving them advice. So that's what our product does. And then we use that information to personalize everything about shopping experience from the Facebook messages and SMS messages you receive, which we power to connecting it to your favorite email platform, like a Klaviyo or something and uh, powering that and making that more personal. So that's kind of the Octane AI experience overall. And we've been in, we work with a lot of shop, thousands of Shopify brands now and a lot of big brands like Proactive and GoPro. I will say definitely go Google Ben and his co-founder, Matt. They both have really awesome backstories. And the reason I said, let's cut that off, because that could be the whole episode. You guys have done so much in your life already. And it's just, I enjoyed reading about it. Only thing I'm going to say about Matt, because you'll make you all Google or TikTok him, at Matt Cat Bat. He is TikTok famous because he just wanted to figure out how the algorithm worked. Yeah. And has over almost a million subscribers. That's awesome. Yeah, I did see he has like 800,000. It's probably higher now because it's been a couple of days since I looked. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's such an interesting platform that I don't necessarily get personally from my perspective, but I can see why it's super attractive to people. So yeah, definitely go give Matt Cat Bat. Get that right? Matt Cat Bat a follow. Yes, Matt Cat Bat. Awesome. But yeah, today we want to focus on Octane AI and you know, we definitely want to focus on the shop quiz. But the fact of the matter is it started off as kind of like a Facebook Messenger SMS type of platform. So maybe just briefly tell us about the origin story, how Octane AI came into existence, and then we'll get into where you're at today and what you're working on. Yeah. So, you know, I was on Tatooine, as you can tell here, mm -hmm. but after Tatooine. So my uh, co-founders and I got together in 2016. And the original thesis was, okay, all these brands across the world connect with their customers over email. It represents 20, 30, 50% of their revenue. It's really important to them, but email is not the number one use of time on a smartphone anymore. It's messaging. And in the same way you have OmniSend, Clavio, Marketo, like all sorts of amazing tools for email, people inevitably need that for messaging. And it didn't exist, so we started building it. We raised around from General Catalyst partners and a bunch of amazing angels, and we launched Octane AI, not even focused on e-commerce, just chatbots for Facebook Messenger primarily. And we worked with everything from like 50 Cent to politicians to media companies and e-commerce companies and Royal Caribbean. We realized though pretty quickly, 
that it was our e-commerce customers who were doing really well with our software that were really driving real results where you could be like, this is really increasing revenue. And obviously we all know e-commerce brands and retail brands are much more sophisticated than I think a lot of other brands with their outbound communication, like card abandonment, triggered messaging, all sorts of things. And so we started really building those things, made a bet on Shopify before it was cool to make a bet on Shopify. And that's probably one of the most consequential decisions of the company. The shop quiz might actually be more consequential at this point. But the result was like, you know, we built something for like doing Facebook Messenger things. We still do that. It prints a lot of money for a lot of stores. But we thought like we could take it one step further. Yeah, for sure. And if you're going to place a bet, betting on Shopify two to four years ago is probably one of the best ones you can make. So it's kind of like hanging on to the fins of a rocket ship, right? That's taken off and and you guys are taking advantage of that opportunity. So tell me about the shop quiz then. So this is the next evolution of kind of what I call conversational marketing. I don't know how you would describe it, but we start with SMS or Facebook Messenger, and now we're kind of evolving into this concept of a quiz that helps you provide some personalized recommendations around products and stuff. I don't want to steal your thunder, but <laughs> why did shop quiz come about? Like, why was this a problem we're solving? Why is this an opportunity worth taking advantage of? What inspired you guys to build a whole new tool and take the company in a different direction in terms of shop quiz? So you're absolutely right that it's conversational marketing, right? It's still the same thread. It just, you could think of conversational marketing as well beyond messaging channels, which I think is just something that we did. Now, we came up with the product and the concept because last year we had a lot of customers doing really well with our Facebook Messenger tools, right? But we found out as we looked deeper that a lot of our customers were hacking our Facebook Messenger tool not just to do this like card abandonment message or this browse abandonment message that like drives sales, but they were using it to build quizzes because Messenger has a back and forth functionality. And a lot of our customers still do this too. And so they would do things like a fit finder or a skincare routine recommender or recipe finder or some other type of quiz. And we're like, why are you doing this? Because Messenger's fine for doing a quiz, but the best experience would be part of your site. And we found out from our research and having conversations with dozens of our customers that they all wanted to do these quizzes on the site, but either they had to spend a lot of money doing custom builds. And even when you do a custom build, it doesn't come with the advanced backend analytics or constant integrations. Like it's a problem. It's a problem for a lot of these e-commerce brands, big and small. And then on the other side, a lot of brands were using something like Typeform and still do, which doesn't even really integrate with Shopify. And like it can take an hour to sync with your email platform and is not built for e-commerce and can't directly recommend products or even track revenue. I had a conversation with a big brand. It's like, they have 100,000 people taking their quiz like every month. It's like, great, how much money have you made from it? They're like, we have no idea. And that just seemed insane to us. And so we saw this giant opportunity and it fit with the thesis of like using conversation to build a more humanizing shopping experience. So we doubled down and we built the shop quiz since the end of last year. We came out with the private beta. And ever since then, it's already become our most popular product. And like it's been crazy rocket ship in terms of growth. I don't think the quiz concept is novel. I mean, you described that like it existed through Facebook Messenger. People were trying to hack this together. Like you said, I've encountered those even through customer support widgets like Drift or Intercom. When they're done well, they're awesome because you can kind of self-service and I don't have to wait on hold to talk to somebody on the phone or a live chat person who might not understand my problem. Like I can answer a few questions and get to where I need to be. So when it works well, it's awesome. When it doesn't work well, it's super frustrating and it's going to turn customers off and it's going to leave a bad taste in their mouth. 
And I think that like, if people are trying to hack this together with a type form, like you said, the game changer, at least from my perspective, learning more about the product is the commerce side of it. It's like presenting the product and giving them maybe a one-click add to cart, one-click checkout, whatever the case may be. That's where we get the business value from this. So if you were to try to maybe define that in more detail or quantify that even based on some of the early adopters that you've seen for the tool, like if somebody's listening there and they're saying, hey, I got a lot of marketing stuff on my plate. I got paid ads. I got influencers. I got brand partnerships. I got SEO. I'm trying to do all this stuff. Like, why should I layer shop quiz on top of that? What's the business case or what's the case that you would build for that? Okay. There's a couple of things, but I'll start with the biggest one, which is the average conversion rate for a Shopify brand or an e-commerce brand is under 2%, your onsite conversion rate. If you could raise that by even a single percentage point, you would increase your revenue by potentially nearly double. It's a huge problem. All these people are dropping off and they're dropping off because they don't know what to buy. They're not being given any guidance. And this is something that happens in retail. Someone guides you to purchase, gives you information, prevents churn. You don't have that on your site. A quiz is that. The conversion rate of an Octane AI shop quiz on average right now is not 1% or 2% or 3%. It's 7 to 15% plus multiple increases in the revenue generate and the average order value it can be 28 to 50 percent higher we have one brand with beauty bio like they have segments that are making 28 percent more revenue because they have this quiz than they were before it just makes money that's like super clear then there's like the second half which is now you've collected this data it's critical to collect this data. You hear it all the time. Like you need to know more about your customers to do these things. But for most brands are not collecting this data. This is literally the one non-creepy, straightforward way to collect super valuable data like age and skin tone and preferences, allergies, whatever's really important to you. And then you can literally turn that into lists. But if you're not collecting that information, you can do nothing. And you will be going farther and farther behind against those who are implementing these quizzes and doing shop quizzes and learning about their customers and doing segmentation. We had one customer, Doe Lashes, who didn't even realize that their number one segment of customers was customers who had never bought lashes ever before. It was their first time. They thought most of theirs were repeat purchasers. When they found that out, they went to work immediately, built like a whole Clavio flow and had like a whole welcome series that was focused around education. And that already had an impact. And so like that knowledge and that insight that you're not getting is like the third pillar. So there's just like super clear, you're going to make more revenue and higher increase your conversions by multiples. It's now you have the data you actually need to do this personalization piece that's going to keep you from not getting behind and increase your conversions more. And it's like these insights that will drive your business to the next level. Yeah. It's a pretty compelling case that you just built. And I think it seems like this is one of those tools that is truly a win-win. Like it pays for itself several times over pretty quickly out of the gate, I'm guessing, because it's just intuitive, right? I love the example that you shared. This happens in the retail setting with kind of the advisor, the store clerk, whatever that's coming over and kind of being that trusted partner to help you find the right fit, especially in a gifting scenario. I always talk about if I'm going Christmas shopping for my wife and I decide I'm going to buy her a winter coat or something, I want to have somebody there to give me some feedback on what should the fill be? How warm is this going to be? What color should I be in the fit and how it's cut around the waist? I don't know anything about buying women's coats. I know she wants one. I know she would enjoy getting one, but I need somebody that I can trust to give me some advice around that. If we're going to try to replicate that in a digital setting, we can't always do that face-to-face -face consulting, but we can do some exploratory questioning and then some dynamic like recommendations based on the answers to the quiz. And I think that's where Shop Quiz comes in and fills that void between brick and mortar and online retail. I'll add there that 
when you talk about the win-win, I actually think it's win-win-win in the sense that I think the vast majority of products that like stores or, or in SaaS in general benefit one group versus another. Like you can have and spam emails to your customers and you'll make more revenue in the short term, but it's bad for the customers and long term you'll lose out because they'll ignore you, you'll lose them. The shop quiz is beautiful because it is actually better for the customer. It's actually making it a much more personalized recommendation, actually helping them find what they're looking for and not spamming them. It actually does the opposite. Now that you know that they're in the 18 and oily group, for example, you can make sure they don't get sent messages that aren't relevant to them about like dry skin, for example. And now suddenly you've made their entire experience better while making more money. And like, that's the win-win that you're looking for, a better experience for the customer, a better experience for the brand. That's one of the things that excites me so much about the shop quiz in general. It's just a better experience for the end customer, which just flows into everything else. Yeah, it's a two-way conversation, right? Instead of just shouting out into the void, which is what maybe social media or paid advertising is. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's the spinning sign guy out in front of your store, whereas what you're trying to get to is that more consultative approach with an associate. So yeah, I'm bought in. Maybe we've built the case for the listeners, but I'm curious, like you shared dough lashes. In terms of saying, here's a real-world brand that directly saw benefit from using the shop quiz tool. Is there another brand that jumps out at you as like these people experience outsized results and it took very little investment or energy or finances, however you want to quantify like the front end work that had to be done to get that big result. Bariatric fusion comes to mind. So one other thing I think I should note, the quiz itself, fully customizable in terms of like the look and the feel. They look like the website. You wouldn't be able to tell unless someone like, unless you looked in the back end code that, oh, it's actually like, a tool that's helping you do this versus like it's part of the website, inherits the thoughts and the themes. And I think that's important too, because the design is really important for e-commerce brands and the look and feel and the visualization. Now, the bariatric fusion piece, not only did they like increase revenue and increase AOV, I think the big stat that jumped out to me is they used it for email collection and they had like pop-ups too before or like as well. They collect now 16 times more email addresses and opt-ins than they did before doing the shop quiz. Dolashers actually increased theirs by 3x. Like 40% of all the emails they collect is just from their quiz. Imagine if you 3x or 16x your email list, what you could do with that. The shop quiz is really great for that because they want to actually get the result. They want to actually hear from you. It really does actually help them. So they're more than willing to opt in for these things because you helped them. It's almost like you need to add a fourth pillar, which is like audience growth, right? Because there are multiple applications you can use for, we're calling it a shop quiz, but it could really be like finding the best incentive to offer somebody to join your audience, whatever it is, your list or your community or whatever you've got going on. So it's almost like that's another element we haven't even covered. Let's assume somebody's convinced and they're like, yeah, shop quiz sounds like a good thing, something I should be doing, but I don't know if my business is a good fit. I've heard mentions of kind of like cosmetics, eyelashes. Sounds like some makeup or something like that, some kind of like lotion, skin cleanser, self-care type of stuff. I'm guessing apparel. Are there any other businesses that are like a really strong fit for something like a shop quiz that can help them put the right product in front of the right customer? I appreciate that question because I think a lot of brands might think, oh, I only have one product or two or three products or five products. The quiz works just as well. We have like mattress brands like Polysleep using it and like they don't have like 50 different mattresses. But it helps the customer get more comfortable with the purchase, especially a higher AOV purchase. Like, do you sleep better with firm or do you sleep better with soft or, you know, what have you slept in in the past? And then the quiz itself can personalize the copy and the language that it uses because then it can explain like the same way you would in store. Like, this one is this particular one that's going to be right for you. It's made for people who have back issues or have this issue or have this 
size limitation in their house. And like, this is like the benefits of that one. And, you know, this is like your options. And that's already just a lot better. You could even have one product. I use teeth whitener as the example I often use, which is you can have one teeth whitener, but you might ask questions like, do you drink or do you smoke or do you drink coffee? And by asking those questions, then the copy could be like, oh yeah, so like maybe two thirds of people who drink coffee have this same issue. This is how the teeth whitener works to tackle those specific types of stains in your teeth. And that's already a much more personalized sales pitch. And now you've learned detailed information about the customer. So your next follow-up doesn't have to be guessing like why they bought, you know why they bought. Now your follow-up can be like, this is the routine you wanna have to keep the coffee stains away. That makes sense. So. That's an important distinction though, because I could see how somebody would default to, okay, so I'm going to build this quiz and it's just going to be question, product pitch, question, product pitch. Like that feels kind of spammy. That feels like a little aggressive, but really it's about, you could do 10 steps of education and one pitch at the end. And all along that way, I'm sure you guys are capturing analytics about how far in that process somebody's getting and where they're dropping off. So you might be able to determine like, Hey, if somebody drops off at question five, which is about mattress firmness. Maybe we're not doing a great job of explaining that and getting them to question six. Is that an accurate assumption or am I off the path there? That's a very accurate assumption. We spent a lot of time on the analytics in particular. You'll see actually the drop-off and how many seconds it takes. So now you get a deeper understanding of, oh, they're dropping off really quickly or they're thinking about this a lot and then dropping off or they're skipping around to this question or that question. Now you've learned even more about the customer. This goes down to that like learning unique behaviors and insights you would never have learned before because- Every VC and every startup coach is like, talk to your customers. This is just talking to your customers at a larger scale. And the result is even more data that you can utilize to better your product, better your marketing, better everything about your business. But you can't do that if you're not collecting the information. Right. And I definitely want to talk about where we can pipe that data to and get into some details there, because I think that's an important part of the value proposition of the tool and the concept at large. But before we do that, we've talked about kind of recommended products as a use case. We've talked about lead capture or list building as a use case. Are there any other kind of, maybe there's some obvious ways, but maybe there are also some creative ways that you're seeing people deploy shop quizzes to grow their business or improve their relationships with their customers? The cool thing about the tools that's super malleable. And so we had one turn it, for example, into an interactive onsite opt-in where like, it'd be like, get a 10% discount. How do you want to get it? And you'd have the option of messenger, SMS, or email. And then you could go down and pick which one and you'd get your discount. Seems simple, but that's like an interactive onsite pop-up. And you can do a lot of crazy things with that or ask a follow-up question. There's some where they're using it to just learn about the customer after the purchase. Like there's that kind of like survey element that you can go and do. There's like one that's even using it to learn about their influencers and help them get to like purchase and figure out the stuff they need to do next. Truth is, I think we've only scratched the surface in terms of like all the use cases and what's possible. We have like a whole list of like, there's fit finders and size finders and bundles and things, but there's a whole bunch of ones that we haven't even thought of. And, you know, we just recently made the shop quiz available to everybody. You can just go sign up for it in the shop by app store and octaneai.com. And we're just finding cool use cases and like super beautiful quizzes people build in like a matter of hours or days. One example I saw on your website was the gift finder. And that's kind of the example I shared earlier where like if I'm shopping for my wife and I go to a brick and mortar retail store, I have somebody there to help me make that decision with confidence. Online, it's not as easy to do that. So if I had some kind of quiz and it's like, okay, what kind of fabrics does she like? Check, 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 right? What kind of colors does she like? Da, da, da. And it walks me through kind of the same process. And then it says, here are three options you might like and that we think your wife would like to or whatever. 
That to me is much more reassuring than click, go to site, click around, browse, open up a bunch of tabs. I'm probably just going to panic because I'm like, all right, this is whatever, a couple hundred dollar investment. And I'm not hundred percent sure that this is going to be the one that she's going to like. So I just leave altogether. And that sale would have been lost without that more kind of back and forth engagement from something like a shop quiz. It's like asking a customer, Hey, just walk into the warehouse and figure out what you want which is a horrible idea because there's thousands of products and they're going to just be like, I have no clue what I'm doing. And that's happening all the time, especially this year when a lot of people are shopping in e-commerce for probably the first time ever because they've typically done retail. They couldn't this year for obvious reasons. And you need to provide that experience that does like make retail strong, which is that human in-person concierge element. But you can have that in e-commerce too. We've been dedicated to like building something that does that just extraordinarily well. And long-term, it'll become even better than the in-person because there's a certain thing you can do online you simply can't do in person, like personalizing the messages and follow-ups that happen automatically. Yeah, and people are more comfortable sharing more intimate details online to an inanimate quiz widget than they might be with a person face-to-face, I would think anyway. So a big part of the upside here is personalization. And I imagine this is the product where if I were to ask you, what should people be incorporating or collecting in terms of data to personalize the offer or the presentation, the sky's the limit, right? Because you get into the nuance of like, do you have oily skin or dry skin? You know, like that's super specific to a particular brand and a product line. But in general, are there some foundational elements that you would recommend every e-commerce leader be capturing about their customers in a tasteful way? so that they can inform some of their marketing campaigns and other things that we're about to get into. Like, what are the key data points? If it's just like name, birthday, whatever, like customer lifetime value, whatever they're trying to collect, like what do they need to have about every customer to maximize the upside of their marketing effort? In this case, it really does depend on what you as the brand need to know to do the sale. Like if you're a food brand, you really need to know allergies and it's really important to get that information. There's a couple, there's a brand that, in a very clever way, instead of asking like, what's your age? And this, so like age is important, but instead of, like not everyone's gonna answer that, but instead of asking what's your age, they ask like, which of these childhood cartoons is your favorite? And you got like Sailor Moon or like Teen Titans Go, and you automatically know based on that information, what age group they are in as a result. And you'll learn that information. So yeah, there's some key demographic information you should collect but it's individual to the brand. You have to like think about the buyer persona, like what are the key questions I would be asking in store? Like a travel like brand, they might be really thinking about color or durability or something like that, or a cosmetics brand. They're going to think a lot about like my skin tone or what's the routine that I need or allergies. And then you kind of reverse engineer from there, the quiz. And then the more in conversational it is, the better it goes. And so like, there's a whole bunch of quizzes like heyrooted.com has like on their homepage a quiz that's just like they... It's super beautiful. It's learning about like what kind of lighting you have in your home and all that. And it recommends plants because I know I want plants in my house. I just have no clue which plants to buy. And I'm suddenly like, actually, this worked really, really well. And I am pretty sure we have sold lots and lots of plants for Rooted as a result of that. Just telling people to do that quiz is an example. Each of those decision factors really should probably be a question in the quiz. Like, what lighting do you have in your house what level of care are you willing to provide to these plans? Like, do you want low care or do you want to be high touch? Do you enjoy like kind of the practice, that kind of thing? Yeah, that's super interesting. So I'm curious, like if somebody takes a quiz and completes it and completes a purchase and they come back around for a second purchase, are they shown the quiz again? Is there the ability to like not 
ask them the same questions or to send them through maybe a deeper level of questioning about a follow-on purchase or something like that? Like, how do you treat a return customer in that regard? So there's some interesting behaviors around that. We actually find that a lot of customers love taking quizzes over and over again. As an example, they might like show it to their friend and have their friend take their quiz on their account or something like that. It's also good to be asking like, who are you buying this for? Because it's like myself or for a friend or for a family member. That way you can kind of segment that information. And we're storing in our end like the history because you can also then kind of actually track progress and what's happening as a result of the answers these that people give to the quizzes throughout. And so you just like have to asking these really engaging questions. You don't have to do some crazy thing where like the second time is completely different because truthfully, they actually probably want to take the same quiz again. I do think that there'll be some cool evolutions you can do and some more in-depth things they can do as a result of like their second or third time. But I think the bigger thing is the analytics and kind of watching the history of where they started at and where they are. And also just making sure, is it actually them or are they buying for somebody else? That's a really important question in most quizzes. Yeah, for sure. I can even think there's probably an opportunity for a quiz immediately post-purchase, right? To kind of educate them about, so you just bought this plant. Let me educate you about how to care for it or what to expect from the package and how to kind of assemble all the ingredients, like the plant itself and the soil and whatever else in the container, whatever's coming in there. Like, I bet there's a post-purchase opportunity there too, to educate the customer and prepare them and get them excited about the product they're about to receive. Yeah, there's absolutely. You can do it like it's something that can be pre-purchased, post-purchase. You can do it at almost any stage of the journey. And yeah, post-purchase, it's like there's something powerful about the survey piece and like using it to also maybe upsell or navigate something to other people. There's like super malleable, interesting things you can do. And again, I feel like because we put out this tool, it's super creative. We're at 1% or 0.1% of its true potential in terms of the ideas people have, and they've been messaging us all the ideas and all the things. And we're going to kind of showcase those. It definitely feels like it's one of those things you'll poke around in the analytics someday and you'll go to a store and you'll be like, whoa, they're using it this way. I never considered that. We got to put that on the website, (laughs) right? Like as another use case. So it, it feels like one of those kind of products. Yeah. And I think people have bought into the fact that we need to do customer interviews. We need to do customer research. I think people understand that. And the one objection I always hear is like, I don't have time to interview customers every day. I'm trying to run my business. I've got logistics. I've got fulfillment. I've got pricing and stuff like that. I've got marketing, all this other stuff. Well, this does scale. And this is pretty close to customer research, about as close as you can get at thousands of purchases or visits a day. So yeah, I can't say enough about how I believe in the value of it. With the additional business benefit of higher conversions and higher AOV and collecting data that you can automatically retarget. It's like actually structured data. You can go and like sync it with your Klaviyo and send emails based on that data. Yeah, perfect transition. Thanks for doing my job for me there, Ben, because what I want to get into is like, hey, what do we do with all this data, right? We're collecting it. We've got it. We all know that we can get into analysis paralysis in terms of looking at Google Analytics and all this data, but how do we actually use it? How do we actually convert that into upside for the business? What kind of tools do we plug it into? And then what do we do with that data in terms of personalizing some of the messages and whatever else we're showing our customers after they've done the quiz? So... We're still like at the beginning of the journey of all the cool things. And there's a whole bunch of cool integrations. But like one of the first ones we launched with was Klaviyo because lots of Shopify brands use Klaviyo. We're going to have a bunch of email integrations and other cool things coming. But it's pretty straightforward in the sense that you learned about these customers. Now send that information and turn them into properties and like lists within Klaviyo so that you built a buyer profile essentially or a buyer persona. And this buyer persona is like the group of customers who have low light in their homes and travel a lot versus have high light and are always home. And now you can do custom email segmentation. So instead of sending like one email blast, it might be like segmented into two email blasts or into four. 
or you might automatically start an education sequence like Joe Lashes did in terms of, I found out their first time customers. There's a new sequence I can do for a welcome series for this customer or for a follow-up series for this customer. And then also add the information of they did buy, they didn't buy. Now you can have two additional separate paths. The more you personalize those things, the greater the improvement. And the thing is that we power Facebook Messenger, we power SMS right on our platform. And so you can do all the abandoned cart and browse abandonment things with those platforms and then have benefit that just no one else has, which is like sending these like super targeted follow-up messages over these channels that people open all the time. And so that's like the key to it. Is there an integration with any of the ad platforms? So I'm thinking like if I fill out a certain field during the quiz, then you might want to show me Dynamic Creative. Thank you for doing my job for me. My God. (laughs) We'll just trade. We launched with a Facebook Pixel integration. And so with the ad integration, this actually drives a huge amount of sales. Even if someone just takes like answers one question, like what kind of skin do they have? And then they drop off even before giving you an email address or a phone number or anything like that. Because we cookie them, we can actually send that information over the Facebook pixel. And now you can run a retargeting ad to those customers who dropped off and answered a single question in the quiz. So instead of being like, here's a generic ad for my product, I can have a much more targeted ad around they have dry skin. So this is the product for you. Or like, this is the set that you should be looking at. You have dry skin. If so, suddenly you massively increase the conversion rates of your ads. And especially now ad prices are going up and just in general, ad prices are going up. You need every edge you can get in terms of conversions. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, one other use case I can think of is maybe customer support. Like does this pipe into a customer help desk and it's like somebody reached out to me for assistance with their product and I can see all of their quiz submission data in there. And so I can see that they have oily skin. I can see that you know, they're buying for their wife or whoever, that kind of stuff might help me provide better customer support to them. I will say two things to that one, which is I have thought about that one a lot and stay tuned. Okay, awesome. I don't want to get you in any hot water back at the office though. I'll leave it at like, there's a lot of amazing platforms and like our philosophy is utilizing this data in the platforms that you use. Our core is we're building this like platform to learn about the customer and personalize some of the key things across that journey. And so whether you're using like, there's people using Zendesk or Gorgeous or Reamaze or something else, you know, we want to have that data going in and we want customers to be able to give better support as a result. And we've been growing super rapidly. I will tell you, we were 10, 12 people at the beginning of the year. We are 40 something now. I don't even know anymore what's happening. Oh, wow. And yeah. so now all we're doing is just like expanding as quickly as possible because there's, there's so many cool things we can be doing and a bunch of things that people are asking for and a bunch of things people aren't asking for. But we know when we show it to them or when we talk to them about, they're like, holy crap, that's amazing. And we want to, we're doing all those things in rapid succession. So also we're hiring. Oh, there you go. We'll put that out there. I'm sure you've got a careers page. It's probably octaneai.com slash careers if I had to guess, but I don't know that for sure. So we'll link it up in the show notes just to be safe. Listen, if I had to recap the conversation, we built the case for shop quizzes. We talked about the business value there. We talked about some use cases and specific types of quizzes to build. We talked about the data collection and personalization and where to funnel that thing. The only thing I can think of that we haven't touched on yet is maybe like best practices in terms of actually designing the quiz, right? How many steps should it be? What's too long? What's not long enough? Should we insert dynamic media to keep it engaging? Have you seen any best practices emerge in terms of like, if somebody wants to start today and they go get Octane AI and they set up on their store, like how do they build a best in class quiz pretty quickly? So first one, because I have to do it. We wrote a playbook on this, octaneai.com slash playbook that goes in depth into all the things that you can like go and do and all of our tips for 
building really dynamic and engaging quizzes and the step-by-step if you've never like done it before with Octane or with any quiz. It's got a couple hundred pages, but the core section that you're looking for is not that long and you just go read it. It's at the beginning of our playbook. So go get that. I'll tell you a couple of the hints that from that quiz, which is like one, in terms of the number of questions, that really does depend on the brand. I will say a super short quiz does not convert better because say I was trying to sell you sneakers. And if I asked you a question of like, do you have feet? Yes. Here's some sneakers. That's not going to make any sense. That doesn't sell you. That doesn't feel human at all. That sounds like you're pushing me. People actually want to have a couple of questions more. You can't give a good result with one answer. You should actually ask more questions. You'll have a much higher conversion rate by doing it. So that's like one of the most key ones. Gifts really help too. Like that's one of the things that makes Rooted's quiz like really beautiful is these like beautiful animated gifts that like make it fun to go and take their quiz. And there's a bunch of others where they do these kind of beautiful things. There's one Mastin Labs, they do photography filters and their quiz, if you go take it, asks you all sorts of questions about which of these photos is more appealing to you. And they use that information to recommend a set of filters that they think is going to be really good for you. And it's just like, it's super compelling to take because it's just like looking at beautiful imagery for a while. So that imagery really does matter. And then just making it look and feel like the website. A lot of the stuff we do makes it automatic. The inherits, the fonts and the themes, but you just update the page that you, you just put a single line of embed code on the page and that's how you add your quiz. And you just like update the page to make sure that it has the right copy, then you're in great shape. And then the last thing is you just got to make that quiz as prominent as possible everywhere on your site. For a lot of our customers, they basically make it their homepage. It's like the main thing when you land on their page. And for others, it's like very highlighted in their top nav. It is very highlighted in a bunch of parts of the product. And that's like really powerful for, that drives a lot of people. And a lot of them also run ads because it's just a much, obviously like a much higher converting page than literally any other page on their website. I love that. So I guess my advice to somebody listening out there is if I were going to get started and I ran a brand First, I would interview maybe 10 customers that bought from me, and then I interview 10 people who didn't buy. I'd be asking them why they bought or why they did not buy. And of the criteria that come out of that, that's what I would start my quiz with. So if they didn't buy because they were uncertain about whether or not it would fit them properly, I'd have a question in my quiz about fit. Like I'd use that to build the quiz, and then I'd just launch with that, and you could continue to iterate over time, maybe put it on a dedicated landing page and run ads to it and say, hey, take our fit quiz so that you always find the right shirt, coat, socks, whatever for you and your style and your body type. And then just run with that and continue to iterate over time. And yeah, it seems like it'd be super easy to set up, especially if it inherits the styling from your theme. Like, I mean, what does this take to get off the ground? Maybe a couple hours, no more than a day, and you're off and running and you're earning revenue from it. You're serving your customers better and you've got some analytics to track in the next few days after that, I would guess. Yeah, you're right. The hard part's not building the quiz. That's pretty straightforward. The hard part is actually thinking of what you want your quiz to be. For some industries, it's super straightforward. You're like, beauty quizzes are pretty similar in a lot of ways with the questions they ask. Other verticals, you might have to think a little bit about what kind of quiz. Are you trying to make a bundle recommendation? Or are you trying to recommend a single product? Or are you trying to do something else? That's the longer piece. And like we have a team of people that'll help you think that through. We have a whole partner program of people who are really good at thinking those things through. That's the biggest one. We have advice in the playbook too on just how to think that through. Yeah, I think that playbook is several hundred pages. And so don't think that's too daunting because it's got the table of contents. It's skimmable. It's navigable. You can get to the point you need to. It's got quiz and messenger and SMS and offers from a whole bunch of partners across the Shopify ecosystem and e-commerce ecosystem. If you want discounts and advice from experts, you're getting the idea here. Yeah. Put it in your swipe file and get off to the races because there's a lot of opportunity here and it feels like a no brainer. So 
Listen, Ben, before I let you go today, can you let the folks know where they can go to learn more about you or Octane AI or whatever else you want to plug here at the end of the conversation? Yeah. So OctaneAI.com, O-C-T-A-N-E-A-I.com, every social channel, and of course, OctaneAI.com, and at Ben Parr, B-E-N-P-A-R-R, on literally every social network. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the fun things, easy to find. Feel free to DM me. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Ben. I really appreciate your time and your insights and just really love watching your journey from afar. Can't wait to see where you guys take it going forward. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Take care. Hey, everybody, this is James again. And before you go, I just wanted to invite you to join one of the coolest things I get to work on as director of marketing here at The Good. It's called the e-commerce insiders list, and it's a private version of this podcast feed that gets you access to tons of additional bonus content like extra interviews, Q&A sessions, website teardowns and anything else we can dream up. It doesn't cost you anything but your email address, and we promise to always respect your inbox. This is just our way of forming stronger relationships with our listeners and making sure that we produce content that is actually valuable to you and to your business. If you're interested, you can join the rest of the e-commerce insiders by going to thegood.com slash podcast and dropping your email into the form at the top of the page. We'll follow up with directions for how to access the private feed, and you'll be off and running. Like I said, this is one of my favorite things that I get the opportunity to work on because it lets me interact directly with e-commerce founders and leaders just like you. If you're interested, I'd love to see your name pop up in my notifications. Until then, keep an eye out for the next episode of the e-commerce insight show, and we'll talk to you soon.